right, here we go. Three, two, one. Oh, shit. Did you see that? A little spray. I didn't spray see it, but I definitely heard it. <laughs> we had a spray situation. Mike, I'm sorry. Assuming I'm actually using it for once. Cheers. Not Cheers. an ideal start. No puns mm. allowed. Yeah, we should name the podcast. Adam and Paige. Um, good to see you. I hope all is well. Yeah. Uh, you're very colorful for the pod. I'm just kind of, you know, like going about like my golf shirt thing. That's my attire. But you are like bright spring sunshine, like good vibes. Good, good vibes. vibes. Spring is my favorite time of year. One, I think it's because I have time off. And two, just because the weather starts to change. I also really like wearing bright colors. So here well, we are. Well, cheers. It's just we in the in the pre-show, the behind the curtain here you've got some like aggressively large <laughs> sleeves, I guess, on your very yes. bright, nice shirt. And if you start moving around, it 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 makes noise. So it's if, very and if loud. you're on the YouTube and just watching, and you're seeing Paige painfully still, <laughs> it's, it's by, because my shirt is really loud. It's um, by design. But, you know, yes, it's, no, that's, that's showbiz, great. baby. That's showbiz. <laughs> um, yes, that is. <laughs> it's the it's the it's what we do to record this pod. Um, so uh, we've got things fo college football things. Yes. Uh, but how engaged in spring games have you been? Because I and I'll start. I am. I love football. I don't think okay. I've ever been this disengaged in spring, and I don't quite know why. I wonder if it's because we know that Twitter's going to do the heavy lifting for us. Yes. One, there's not like a lot of like national broadcast, and I'm not going to go out of my way to stream a spring football game. If if uh, Jed Fish is listening, I actually streamed uh, the Arizona game and watched it. Um, but fan, yeah, huge fan. Um, but I will say, I think it's because we see most of that stuff on Twitter. We can see the box scores. We don't really take much stock in this, besides the fact that there actually have been some starters named. Um, yes. We should also mention there is a transfer window that just started as well. So a lot of moving parts. I think right now we're not super engaged, but I think over the next couple of weeks, we will see more and more people moving around and getting a little bit more clarity on some rosters. So I think that will be helpful, but I'm not like sitting down watching every spring game as it happens in real time. I did watch um, some of Georgia's spring game and I watched some of Texas's spring game. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. And um, I guess Georgia, all eyes on the quarterback, which feels like it's going to be a thing for a while. Yes. But but Carson Beck, see, like there, there seems to be like, I don't know, the growing mounting consensus like this is the guy. Uh -huh. And transfer, like their position is loaded. I mean, they have so many options. They're very different options. So I'm wondering, from a Heisman betting standpoint, by the way, this very much this does matter because yes, like it does. this is the number one team in college football. So head on a swivel, but it mm -hmm. feels like the value is already being sucked out there too. So any Georgia QB thoughts? Since I know you love talking about Georgia quarterbacks, I do love talking about Georgia quarterbacks. Um, I will say the reason I mentioned the transfer situation is because someone already did ask yes. Brock Vandegrift if he was considering transferring. Um, former five star. Um, I don't know. If you're a backup at Georgia, do you sit and stay? I mean, he's been a backup at Georgia, but if you're a backup at Georgia, do you sit and stay if you know the job's not yours and you have the opportunity to go? Um, he said there's going to be a lot of prayer involved, which is great. Um, but yeah, it should, that's where I think it's really going to get interesting is you've got some good 
players that could potentially leave because of the um, situation and quarterback situations that are announced maybe a little early or seemingly feel that way. I don't think Georgia has outwardly said that, but it feels like that's they're going to start back for sure. I uh, Georgia's been losing some guys. Uh, transfer portal, defensive line, uh, quarterback potentially. I mean, this is the product of a lot of success. Mm-hmm. So um, it'll be very interesting to see if that continues, which it probably will, by the way. I mean, that's just, again, that's what happens. Um, I I will say um, also, the uh, since we're on Georgia, and, and I have to include Stetson Bennett in every podcast that we do. Just to annoy me. Just to annoy you. And next week, we have to do some draft betting. I've started. I've got some things, and it's fascinating to see the market. But the Stetson Bennett, I'm trying to find the odds on DraftKings. Um, there's like the mounting, like, won't be drafted crowd when it comes to Stetson Bennett, which I find amazing. Now, the reports yes. were he didn't interview well at the Combine. He also got arrested. That doesn't help. Um, but yet, I thought he, like, worked out well. He ran well. Um I am fascinated by the Stetson Bennett experience. I think it would be lunacy if a guy like that isn't drafted at all. Yeah. I I could also see him, because you and I have spent a fair amount of time around him in interviews, I could see him not doing well in that process. I don't even mean that in like a negative. I don't know him. We can't pretend to know him, but it's a guy that I don't think always presents himself in the best way. Uh, You probably could say it a little differently than that. No. Um, I think it's interesting to me that, like, he... So the report that I even sent you was that, like, the off-the-field and attitude things were a concern and could make him undraftable. But I I think that's just the nature of, like, he lacks the talent for that to be a nothing burger, which is sad because it, it there's a lot of players that have attitude and off-the-field issues. No one's perfect. Um, but be, if they're a certain caliber of talent, those things aren't really an issue. <laughs> like they're they're yeah. overlooked a little bit. I think Stetson Bennett is somebody who, one, he's reached the pinnacle of college football, and a lot of eyes have been on him. And I think people are okay passing on him because the talent isn't there. I do agree with you that I do think he should be drafted, but it's interesting that of all the guys that we're talking about in this draft that he's one that like the off the field stuff is really going to have an impact on where he's drafted or if he is drafted um when other guys maybe it doesn't weigh as heavily into the the decision there Uh, i'm just i'm very curious and you start to like you know this will be the only draft thing we do here we'll just more from one thing to another than back to cfb the Bryce Young first pick overall pick odds, like the roller coaster, yeah. has been wild. If you didn't get on, like, I don't know, when he was minus one twenty-five, or even plus money, I think at some point when CJ Stroud was like a comet shooting shooting through the skies, like it now. I think on Tuesday or this week, but I'm looking what the odds are now. Yeah, you can't even. Oh, he's minus twelve hundred. Yep. To be the number one overall pick. And on Tuesday, I think it was like minus three hundred. So that's how it should be, by the way. I know you feel this way too, uh-huh. I think. Um, and good for our man Bryce. I hope I am very excited about we'll do a whole draft show or some sort of draft stuff. You and I gambling and fun and like all the players that we love. That's our draft show. 
Yeah. Um, Post-draft, I'd be a little curious to go back and look at what the odds, how the odds shifted based on, like, the rumors that came out about each of these players. Like, I feel like, like, if you're somebody who, like, has a draft insider as a friend, I feel like you are hanging on every word that they say and people could definitely be i mean they smoke screen stuff all the time so i feel like it's a very dangerous game to play but it is interesting to see that that roller coaster has been a little bit wild based on the rumor mill the the wild thing i think it's going to be really weird because the quarterbacks afterwards it's you're hearing a lot of stuff so like the number two, odds number two at draft game were will anderson plus 150 tyree wilson at plus 250 will levis plus 250 and stroud plus 275 the markets are like wild right now. So I am excited to talk gambling draft thoughts, and I'm going to be getting those thoughts together over the next week. Um, the, what a great event to just drink to and enjoy, <laughs> by the way. I, I It did not dawn on me, like, we're a week out from the draft. Yep. So I'm, you know, again, I have no, like, direct work ties to this. Uh, my emotional ties are for my Jets to finally fucking trade for Aaron Rodgers and then not do something stupid. Um, like that has to happen. Do you right? think it happens before? I don't know why you would think that Green Bay would want some immediate draft capital here, right? Like, um, otherwise they're gonna wait a year to enjoy the the fruits of this. So, kind of tired of this thing lingering. And I wasn't I gonna bring tr- it up, and I didn't put it in the doc on purpose. But I've been very, very curious why this hasn't happened, and if it's going to, especially with the stuff about him like being ninety five percent retired before going into the the cave by himself and oh, man. all those things and that it was a done deal, but because of that, it switched up. I don't know. The whole thing seems a little, it feels very uh, Jetsy. I would, well, yes, it does <laughs> uh, for starters. And also, I don't know if we ever talked about it. I would not do well in a darkness retreat, personally. <laughs> I uh, need sound. I need a noise machine. I need a cell phone. I need a fan. I need a TV. Okay. Um, darkness retreat. What's, not good. What's not, funny is not good. What's funny is I think if you asked people they who would survive a darkness retreat, me or you, people would definitely say you. But I think it would be me. I think I it think would I too. Would do, I think I could do much better. In... Oh, I would be. I would be. <laughs> so first, you know, this is so tangenty. But like, <laughs> first eight hours, nice nap. Right, get in there at the right time and be like, "Oh my god, this is great!" I'm like back to being in my my buddy's basement. Like, boom, this is awesome. Next fifty hours, I'm I'm going through it. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm go. I need to see the tweets. I need to see scores. I need to see all that shit. I'm no, not for me. I don't think. I think you're right. And no, I don't want. You don't want anything. No, no. So Aaron Rodgers to the back to the point of this like can we get this fucking thing done yes so so the, the maximum jets thing though you said this feels very jetsy it does because normally this ends in like a horrific fashion for the jets that that falls through or the patriots come in and offer them a first and aaron Rodgers goes like that's that's how the this enters peak jets yeah hopefully we don't get there and and last 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 draft thing since we're talking about my team your thing trey lance traded I found that fascinating. Like, I don't know what the value would be. I don't know what the, I, it, it just, he's had such a disrupted career and has yeah. such promise. Like, I don't know what you do there. If you're the 49ers, it, it's a very odd thing to think about. 
Yeah, it is a very... I actually don't know what I want to happen yet. I haven't fully decided, but it makes me very nervous that we're even having to have this discussion as good of a football team as we are. So there's that. Yeah, but I, I do... When you were talking about the Jets, I did think of a my team rant thing that I will talk about later with my baseball team. We will discuss yes. way later. Oh, um, fuck. Because I have I have some, some takes on that. But we should get back to college football. Texas sure. spring game. Um, obviously, again, quarterback conversation. Quinn Ewers named the starter. Yeah. Arch Kinda didn't look no. that great. But Boy, I I worry for Arch. I like we we're really gonna like make this a thing every time he throws an incomplete pass, aren't mm-hmm. we? Yeah, no, it's it's gonna be difficult. And I I think he's prepared like Everything that I've seen through his recruiting process has led me to believe that he's fully capable of handling like what's about to come for him in the sense that, like, one, you're right, every single pass is going to be scrutinized, whether complete or incomplete. Um, and this whole not starting right away thing is going to be scrutinized. Like I told you before, I don't think he's the guy that transfers. I think he's, no. you know, I'm here for the team. I'm in a part of the team. I'm going to help the team get to where the team needs to be, if that's me helping in the QB room, if this is me doing that. He's going to say all the right things. He's very well primed for this. But, yeah, they felt, I mean, that was all over my Twitter feed. was just like, this is what we saw from him, and it was just clips of him and, and oh my passes. God. And I was like, this is a spring game, and he's new. Like, I just, I just don't get it. He is a senior in high school, or should be still. Yeah. And he didn't play well, and, like, I don't know. The expectations are going to be insane. And I just, I worry because this is how a narrative is like sort of the beginning of it, right? Is this. Okay. So how he can reach these expectations. And I think it's fair. Like you talk to people of recruiting and they'll say the, the opinions on him like widely range from this is, an, this is a can't miss guy to, yeah, we maybe inflated him a little bit because of his name. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that is undeniable. Yeah. So, I I don't know. I just worry. I hope he's, he seems like he's got a great deal around him and good support system because I think this is how it's going to be every time he takes the field. Yeah. I also worry for Texas fans because, and I I mean, we've talked about this before. I worry for Quinn because it's like one wrong move and there's the opportunity for you to be benched and people will, it, it almost feels like the Spencer Rattler situation in Oklahoma where they were like, chanting for Caleb Williams like I would worry that that would happen because they have March now um uh, you, even though you know, he didn't look great in the spring game it's still Arch Manning you know I, I want to you know you bring up a good point with Quinn Ewers though he does some really fun wacky awesome shit and he his arm angles and like it just looks awesome when it all is right some of the throws he made and I don't want to go spring game scouting report on you like but like even that first half against Bama like, it was like, oh, my God. Like, you don't really yeah. just stumble into that. I would love to see him put it together because I think it could be electric. And he shaved the mullet, like, you know, like they're trying to, he's trying to, like, kind of cut out the crap. Um, Not that a mullet is crap, but he's trying to, like, re- like distance himself. <laughs> not from that we're the na- this from... is a This is a pro-mullet pro- podcast. How dare you? I, you do not want to alienate any of our listeners. If you have uh, a mullet, yeah. you are welcome good, here. Good, this is a safe space. Cut, cut out the crap. That's rude. I apologize, <laughs> mullet avers. You are all special and unique. 
but he's trying to like reinvent himself a bit, and I think it's good. And the fact that I honestly naming him a starter, I was a little surprised by that. Sark's probably seen enough, and also probably just wants to cool everything down for everybody. Yes, like for for Arch, for him, like even and... if that changes before the first game, like at least it keeps people off them. Absolutely, I I think that's tactical. Yes, um, unlike Harbaugh. Yeah. Of course. I was just thinking about that clip of Sark yelling at that guy before the bowl game. That's right. I just, I just, I kind of know why I just, just thought of that. Just, just like, like, you're, rage, you're like, oh, like, okay, you're going to be Team Sark will watch or didn't come no, against no, Harbaugh. No, no. I'm like, going to show you. I'm no, just kidding. I, I was thinking about it before the Harbaugh comment because, like, when you listen to Sark talk, he sounds like a really nice man. And he probably is a really nice gotcha, man that gotcha. was caught in the world. Don't you fucking like? I mean, that was like wild. Like that was pretty. Oh scary. my god, that was wild. Did, uh, did he that, ever address that? Did we ever get I don't anything from him? Think so. I think they just left it. So I'm glad I we reminded like, everybody. I I would I would like to ask him a couple of questions, like, sir, Mister Sark. Um, can we talk about this real quick? Like, he kind of, like, fucking completely yelled at that guy's face awesomely. But, yeah. um, again, random-ass spring thoughts. Sark. Did you see that video of him talking about Nick Saban? No, I don't and think I did. how he saved his career. I think he was on, like, a podcast or doing a radio show. I don't really know where it came from. It was on social media, of course. Um, And he talked about Coach Saban and basically the fact that, like, he couldn't Coach get a Saban. job anywhere. He was like, I could not get a job anywhere. And he's like, Nick saved my career. Because I nobody wanted me because of everything. It's pretty cool. It's pretty honest. Because, I mean, it's been different circumstances. You don't want to compare Sarks to, like, Lanes or, like, even some of the other guys. But, like, yeah. I that is a thing that I don't think Saban... The Saban Redemption Tour is different. For Sark, it's very different. I mean, he's brilliant. I, I If you hear him talk X's and O's offensively, like, there will be coaches clinics things that come up in my Instagram reels. Um, just letting you know, like Instagram real, that, and that's my formula is like Sark talking, talking in coaches clinics and like trick golf shots. There we go. That's my genre. Um, and you like hear it. You're like, oh my God, he just said more about football in like 90 seconds than I could possibly process in many, many years. Yeah. So, and they're recruiting well, like they have a ton of momentum. They have a ton of momentum. It's just like, you got to stop losing the fucking dipshit teams. Like that's. Isn't that the Texas, like, yeah, stop off-season Also summers. blowing leads and, like, don't keep stop it close. Stop blowing leads and losing to dipshit Big 12 programs. Because it's it's SEC time, too, oh. all, by the way. <laughs> you know, oh, like... wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me oh, take boy. a moment. So last week we talked about how peak CFB Twitter was talking about the realignment stuff and how I oh, boy. was saying about the Pac-12. Big 12 fans need, or Pac-12 fans who are mad at me for talking about the Big 12 and being like, you're doing it just for clicks and likes. No, I'm not. I would never admit that I was wrong openly about joining the Big 12. I genuinely just want to join the Big 12 now. But I actually saw this. People were very, they were a little animated. I saw some, some ripping, which is fine, which is actually great. Like, let's create a dialogue if more people listen to the fucking podcast. I don't care. Um, but, but like, if you're a Pac-12 fan, you're going through it. You like, are. And you're, you're taking it out on me, apparently. So Well, and not just you. Me, too. Yes. Um, but, but, like, just, like, embrace the suck. I'm an Iowa fan, man. 
I have learned to embrace the suck. CW, great. I'd be like, that's fine. Whatever, Bring man. On. Bring it on. Punting again on fourth and one from the opponent's 34-yard line? Fuck yeah. I love it. Like, you got to learn to... People are You got to learn that it's not that serious. I think that's the point that I want to get across is that it's not that serious. Like, we obviously love doing this and we take it seriously to an extent, but we're aware that it's not that serious and not that deep. And you would think that I was, like, telling people how to raise their firstborn um, by saying what I think should happen with realignment and all of that stuff and TV deals. Think, it is the I funniest think, thing on the internet, to be honest with you. Actually, it's kind of entertaining for me because at this point, I don't care. It's just funny. I would just, I, I just would, the response on Twitter properly would be, thank you for your feedback, and then just include a lineup, like a picture of CW's lineup for the remainder of the day. Like, why don't you fucking take a break and relax? You just relax. It's your conference thing. is at, well. I forgot this is your conference too, right? so I have to be careful. I don't want to. No, I'm not shit offended on these though. People. I'm not offended. Well, that's though. true. Like, it's if, true. If you get offended by that stuff, then you need to take a walk outside, smell the fresh air. It's spring. Yeah, go watch. Uh, go watch some baseball, which I know you have. Can't wait to hear your thoughts yeah, on baseball. Know. Let's not talk about Our it. teams played each other. We didn't even like talk about it. I don't it was... want to talk about it. Okay, okay it that's fine. 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 It did that totally, on purpose. To- to- totally realistic. Totally, totally cool. Like we don't have to do that. I didn't even think about it till right now. Um, I do want to talk about. I find again, most of these quotes are nonsense and have nothing to do with anything. But I'm curious to get your thought on this. Washington is a very buzz team. We, you and I, like to crown off-season champions last year. It was like NC State, State, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think um, Washington is is one of them. So Michael Penix Jr., and I'm so glad he's back. The thought of watching him just torch some goddamn shit secondary for 470 yards right now sounds awesome. But mm-hmm. he said, our expectations are from ESPN. Our expectations are a national championship. That's what we all want, and that's what we believe we can get. That's just my confidence. Now, every team says this. So it's really not like we want to win a national championship. We can... Okay, great. Congrats, buddy. But I'm I'm really curious with them because I it's a bit of a gut check to say, like even putting our playoff together, which we'll do at some point, like okay. Washington's going to the playoff. Can they win a national championship? Like right now, I will, we will not hold you to this. I'm just like, are are yes, can they win it, Washington? The whole thing, no. The, the whole thing. No. no. After what I saw happen to TCU, no. I tend to agree. Now, I'm looking at their odds. They are 40 to 1 to win the national championship. They are the 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14th choice. They're behind Oregon, which USC is interesting. Too, probably. USC, Texas, Penn State, Tennessee. Are they behind Notre Utah? Dame. They are not behind Utah. Utah is 60 to 1. So they're in the same. They're ahead of Oklahoma. I I don't have the schedule in front of me. I I think I'm I think I'm with you that they can't, but I would love to see a quarterback who was so good last year and should be better that has a lot of his pieces back. I'd love to see them just go like scorched earth and and make yeah. a run at this thing. Yeah, I mean, I I could see them certainly making the playoff. Um, I definitely could see them as Pac-12 champions, but I don't see them winning a national championship. 
I would I that's going to be a team that I struggle with in terms of trying to figure out do I put them in the playoff or not because I really like them and I really like him but they're going to have to have a lot of things go right. Uh, they also play at USC, which yeah. feels like a relevant, um, which feels like a relevant conversation. Um, but I, I am, it's an off-season champion. I'm trying to think who else would be an off-season champion right now, post-spring or largely post-spring. I think that would be one. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm hesitant to to say Texas. They're kind of there, though. They are. They're kind of there. They're always in the conversation, though. Yeah, that's they're always they're there. Always. They are there. Hold on. Let me see. You posted. You by by the way, put in the doc the college football power index, which could be a good resource. LSU. Have, we, have you not the... looked at it yet? Don't look at it. No. If you haven't. Okay. I, I I just opened it. All right. I just opened it. <laughs> I like you covered your eyes. I just. I'm you're like a little switch, kid. Wait, I could just. You're good, like, good, I, like did, I didn't see Dad. I didn't oh, see I didn't my do, presence. I didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Um, you, did you see who was number one? It's got to be Georgia. No, I did not. Uh, it's got to be Georgia. It's not. No shit. Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Disagree. I find it so fascinating. Well, and they explained it in the article um, that went along with these um, rankings. Basically, it they run it through like a simulation 20,000 times, and then they, these are the odds that they come out with. Also, and even uh, with a quarterback situation still up in the air, they have so much returning around on offense and defense that that's sort of what pushed them over Alabama and Georgia. Alabama and Georgia I, are next. I did not, um, I did not watch much of Ohio State, but the met the Kyle McCord uh, re- reviews early on, not incredibly Pretty positive. Exciting, yeah. Um, if you remember though, when CJ Stroud played against Minnesota in his first game, we kind of buried him at halftime. Felt like that was not a good thing to do. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think just patience will be important. Helps have Marvin Harrison Jr. who he threw to in high yeah, school seriously. too. That's awesome. Um, all right. So wait, who were the next two? So it was Ohio State, Georgia, and Alabama. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, uh, Clemson next. I had to move my sleeves. Michigan, Michigan. Yeah, sorry. I, this nope. is on me. Nope. No Clemson, no Michigan. You're going to kick yourself when you find out who it is. I'll give you a hint. It's a team that could have crashed the playoff this last year that you were kind of on board with them crashing and causing some chaos. LSU? Yep. Fuck. That's high. And then That's after that, hook them. Oh, what could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong with these? But you know what? Then Michigan, the... then USC, then Clemson. Michigan being there is pretty interesting. I would have Michigan. I, and again, I know this is a formula. So this is not like an opinion piece. Like we're, we're going into the excels. So I can't argue with that. It is what it is. But I find it fascinating. Yeah. Um, Ohio State has an 82% chance of making the playoff. Wow. Because, again, like, they are going to beat everybody. Guaranteed, except, except for maybe Michigan. Beat, and they, they will never beat ever again. And they'll still get in. And, and they, play at, they play at Michigan. Yeah, not good. Just saying. 
Kyle Bama McCord has a 62.1% chance. They're next. And then Georgia's 63.1%. What is your... Where is your world? Yeah, where are you at on Bama? This is our, like our post-spring recap, which we don't do any like fucking spring at all. Do you feel a little... Yeah, I had a friend ask me about Alabama this weekend, mm-hmm. and they asked me like, "What do you think?" Right, Sam is just going to roll through, replace Bryce Young, and um, I don't know. Like, there's some good reviews on some young players. Uh, just reading up on them, like I think they'll be fine. But like, it's uh, I you know, we'll go more on this in depth. But where are you at? Where's the Page Alabama thermometer at here? You know that I'm we... not going to say that I'm worried about them in any way, shape, or form. Even if you deep down you have a little worry, you wouldn't not outwardly. Yet. It, there won't be worry until like right before the season starts. Oh god, can't wait for football. Yeah, damn. I know. Um, when we were talking about um, the Sark moment, I literally all I could think about was God, I miss college football and the the, uh, the moments no, that happen during the season that you're just. I I'm with you. It's Sark berating some poor bastard just trying to do his job. That's my kind of content right there. Um, okay, last college football thing, which made me incredibly sad. I had not heard about this at all. Um, Buddy Tevens of Dartmouth. Um, and I'll, I'll say why this made me sad, because it actually is BR-related. Um, had his leg amputated. So, yeah, coach of Dartmouth. He's been there forever. Got hit by a truck. He sounds like, thankfully, he's alive. Um, has had surgeries and going to be okay but obviously it's a huge like life altering moment for Buddy Tevens and massive amounts of rehab ahead so Buddy Tevens um, for BR one of the first major stories that I did at BR was spend like a week at Dartmouth mm-hmm. when they had these tackling robots and um, it was fascinating now you've seen them they've, they've like they it was part of the engineering team and I'll tweet out the link too because it's like a story that I'm like very connected to and I remember, like, I didn't really know what the fuck I'm doing. Not that I know what I know what I'm doing now, but I spent like a week, and like, you had access to Buddy Tevens and this program, like I've never had before. I got to tackle this tackling dummy, and like, figured out the science behind why they made this, and how important it was to study the brain to Buddy Tevens, yeah. who was like friends with neurosurgeons and was like on the cutting edge of trying to make football. Safer. They had banned tackling in practice. That was like the big thing. They had banned tackling entirely, and they had like the number one defense in the conference that year. So, um, I he is an unbelievably cool guy, a great guy, an innovative guy. I just want to wish him well because I I love talking to him. I've talked to him since. I haven't talked to him in a while, and I hope everything is all right because he's kick ass for the sport and for Dartmouth and everything else. And just hope for a speedy recovery. So, Mr. Tevens, thinking about you. And, um, yeah, I will I will tweet out the story. It was so cool. Yeah. Tackling goddamn robots. Yep. Well, certainly. What a world. Keep thinking yeah. about him and, and also keep tabs on on that recovery uh-huh. for sure um, as the, the season gets a little closer. Um, circling back, did Ohio State hasn't named Kyle McCord their starter, right? Because I know they have No, it's just Devin like the— Brown. Uh, there's a, the assumption, I guess, is McCord. Okay. Um, as far as I know, that's okay. the assumption. No, I don't think they've named him though. Okay. But I he just was. to make he sure was, I didn't miss that we're. No, no, no. That no, it was a g- new trend that we're naming um, more starting quarterbacks than. 
I like it. You and I can be the the, the delivered news that isn't true here. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think he took the first first reps like with the team, and I know it was completing Harrison passes to Marvin Harrison Jr. By the way, more football like watching that dude catch passes like, whew, got I'm starting to get it. Like the juices are starting to starting to flow a little bit. Like late April, we're starting to get like kind of in that mode, right? Of like okay. football not being terribly far away. There's some games that we have to go over these. There's some early point spreads out. We're not going to do them today. Um, but post-draft, we have to start assessing the calendar and our plays of what we're going to make. So, no, Kyle McCord, not the starter yet. Um, Just making sure. I was like, oh, God, did I miss that? We will sprinkle in a little golf here. Tiger Woods, ankle surgery. I actually delivered this news to you pre-pod that he, whatever, I think it's related, obviously, to his previous accidents. Um doesn't sound good. Recovery is going to be significant out indefinitely. Uh-huh. Um, you and I talked pre-masters and post-masters about him sort of being honest with his uh, golfing mortality. This feels like a moment, right? Like it really does feel like a moment where how many of these releases have we read? Yeah. Whether the back, his back getting fused, his, his, you know, all these injuries that he's compiled, but now doing it, I'm just... If this is the end, and it might be, like, God damn it, what a run. But yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. It sounds like he knew that this surgery was was sort of yes. on the horizon when he made those comments at the Masters saying, like, he doesn't know how many more he has of these. So um, it is sort of concerning. Um, I didn't think that maybe it would be this soon, but maybe this is kind of the last little bit that we're seeing. His intention was to play all of the majors. I know that much, so. But. Tiger. Buddy, goat status, regardless. Um, and I can't wait to watch Charlie play meaningful golf in whatever capacity possible. Um, now, <clears throat> I have been waiting to talk about this topic. It's like I have to get the football stuff out of the way to talk about the most pressing topic of the week, and that is child plane etiquette. Have you been following along okay. with this nonsense? So do you know the the background of who this person is that tweeted this? Um I I know it's a pitcher. Yes. And what was it? Anthony Bass? Yes. Is that his name? Yes. Okay. And I don't know why he was flying coach or why he's not pitching. I don't know any of that. No, it was his wife that was flying without them. Without him. Oh, he was okay. Two small children. And his wife used to be okay, on a reality television show on E! that I used to watch. And do you know who Jesse James Decker is? Do you know who Eric Decker is? You know who Eric of Decker Of course, is? yes. His wife and him were on a TV show. This is her little sister. I know that. I didn't know that. Okay. I didn't know the so second So this part. is her little sister, and her husband is Anthony Bass. And he got that picture from her after she had like told him what happened. And the story is that there was popcorn on the ground in this picture you can see on Twitter. And she was flying with her two small children. Plus, she's 23 weeks pregnant, I think. Um, Sucks. And the flight attendant asked her to clean up after the kids in the mess on the floor. And her sister said, her older sister, I guess, took to social media and said that she was humiliated on this flight and asked to pick this stuff up. So that's the context of the story. Now, as a dad plane etiquette what are your now, thoughts here now, the, now i should have actually read all of it which i didn't do because 
pregnant woman having to like bend down and pick up popcorn game changer a little bit. But, yes. Uh, so that's not an ideal situation for uh, anybody. However, okay, popcorn is a disastrous snack for children. Disastrous. I know the plane provided the popcorn. As a parent, you have to know. Oh, yeah, that's uh, he Part confirmed the... it because people were shitting on them like them me, for like, having popcorn. Why would you? We had a movie night last week, and literally, like, I have Roomba. I have a Roomba for popcorn, literally for this exact reason. Because you give popcorn to an eight-year-old, a six-year-old, and a three-year-old, and it's a fucking nightmare. So that's on the parent, first and foremost. I was asked about what the proper snacks are for a plane. I did provide three options. Uncrustables, which are delicious. I don't even give a shit for kids or adults. Great. String cheese, always delightful. Works. Um, and veggie straws. Not my thing, but less likely to drop. So I... There's just got to be a little bit better X's and O's here, right? You, you got to have a better plan coming in. Yeah. Now, as for picking up popcorn, I've had this happen on a plane, not popcorn because I'm not a lunatic. Yeah, I'm going to bend over and pick up shit on the ground. I, I can't help myself. Now, I'm not 23 weeks pregnant, uh, but me personally, um, my kids are constantly screwing things up in all sorts of places including my home. Uh-huh. And it is my responsibility to probably get involved and do that. I'm certainly not going to fucking shame somebody. That's the part of this I don't get. Like, yeah. It, like, that's the part where I think the internet was not thrilled with this. Yeah. I, one, I, it's not, I understand it's a flight attendant's job to help out. They take trash, all of those things when they're doing that. A big mess from a kid, like, there's no reason why, like, if the kid's old enough, they can't clean it up. There's no reason why a parent can't clean it up. She's pregnant. I don't think you need to force her to pick up popcorn off the ground. I think that's a little aggressive and not necessary. But also, like, where were the good Samaritans on the plane that were like, yes. I'm, I'll help you pick that up. Like, it's not my kid. I Because here's my thing. Like, this, I'm a horrible person to ask about this because I legitimately just had this conversation with one of my friends in a group text. I was on a my flight back from Houston, and I was sitting next to... A family and like on United your flight your seats are assigned so I was like oh my gosh I'm so excited I'm sitting next to like the cutest baby on this plane and that's a very rare thing for people I understand that I'm not in the norm I love sitting by kids on a plane because here's why I love kids and I'm a kid person that parent is already stressed enough and worried enough worried that their kid's going to cause a problem and people are going to roll their eyes and be rude I think actually someone just got arrested for being upset that there was a baby on a plane he got off got to florida and was arrested for causing a disturbance because he was mad about a crying baby so i know like that feeling that i i feel bad for parents when they're worried because they're just trying to get their kid from point a to point b i also would like to point out to everybody that flying is a privilege so if you were on an airplane you are a privileged person you should accept the fact that there's going to be inconveniences that you don't like it's still a privilege privilege to be flying anyway i want to make that parent next to me feel less worried about their kid doing little things that kids do on an airplane so I'm good with flying next to children so that they don't have to feel that added stress because there's nothing more stressful as a parent than wanting your kid to just sit still and look forward and that's just not realistic so that for me is like the hard part is like if why did no one step in and like help her out if you saw this behavior happening on the plane why was there no one else on the plane that was like first of all flight attendant rude for being rude to a pregnant person who's 
traveling with two kids by herself because her husband is somewhere else and can't be with them. And second of all, like, why? Like, I just don't understand why that became a thing and no one else stepped in in this situation. You know what it, I mean? Yeah. It, it, there was a series of miscues here by all parties. Yes. Um, but like, the shaming, that's what they pay the cleaning crew for. Not going Oof. over well if you're a professional pitcher. No. Just saying, you probably have a reasonable argument if you can portray it. Um, I, I wouldn't have done it here. Um, and then, and then I know he posted a picture of his daughter, like eating popcorn. Like it's a little, even using kids is it as a whole in this makes me a little uncomfortable as yes. like the poems. Um, I rarely post pictures of my kids on social media. I actually just did on Instagram. My daughter, you'll like this by the way, Olivia. She's like, did you just, are you posting that? Like she's old enough now where she's like figuring it out. It's kind <laughs> of annoying. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to post it. She's like, well, I need to see it first. I'm like, <laughs> she's Here. a girl <laughs> so like, yeah yeah, yeah. Like, young. oh yeah no the power is is there she's and i just showed it to her without saying anything like here you are honey uh let me know if this is acceptable for instagram otherwise I'll i take can't it down. wait until she's older and you have to take a thousand photos of her i mean good news <laughs> is yeah. you get practice every single time we go to a college football national championship where i'm like oh, yeah. okay adam i need a picture on the field if you can get oh, yeah. this in the background make sure the lighting is good i'm gonna pose one way or another but then if it's bad i'm gonna make you take it again you, you just are, so you guys know that that happens that happened even it, this last yeah. time i you're I, a much easier subject than these <laughs> children i will say that you are you are far more understanding <laughs> than especially You'd be surprised. The i don't think my brother or family members would say the same i may be just well, nicer to you about it you're probably are nicer to me yeah my kids <laughs> left so they're not even mean they're just not cooperative and yeah. um but yes on a plane don't bring popcorn as a whole even fucking adults make a mess of popcorn yeah um and so that yes that is one thing um i can't remember because i don't have a good memory did i review the mario movie last week did i give my mario movie review you did not can i i'd like to give it now yes go my ahead. random shit fabulous I'm a video game person, obviously. You know this about me. So I'm immediately biased to saying that I think that I wanted this thing to be great. And it was great. Um, weren't people... Jack Black. Sorry, go, yes, ahead. go ahead. No, no, you go for it. I was going to say, weren't people a little upset that like Mario's voice wasn't like a Mario voice? It was just... You know... Was it Chris Pratt, right? Chris Pratt. I, I came in very um, concerned. And they kind of address it out of the gate with like a bit. And it's funny. Okay. Like the way they address it is funny. And it actually was good. Like it didn't annoy me. Because when they announced like, oh, it's he's going to put his own Chris Pratt spin on it. It was like, oh, God. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure you risk offending somebody no matter what you do. Uh -huh. um, but I thought. Yeah, if you try was, and be Italian. Or not. Yeah. If you're not Italian. Well, like We're... that's what they do. They like literally out of the gate. They, they do it in a way that was very clever. Um, my kids loved it. I've never seen them this engaged with a movie. Speaking of popcorn, like, good God, we were like a fucking popcorn disaster in a movie theater. God bless the people that- <laughs> They didn't clean we, that we, up. We tr I tried to clean it up, and it, 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 we needed help. Like, we needed an industrial crew. Um, but I thought it was awesome. And Jack Black, I loved Tenacious D, like, growing up. Mm -hmm. Like, growing up, like, literally, it was, I'm now listening to it again after him singing Peaches in the movie, have, uh, which, have you heard this yet? Jack no. Black's phenomenal. I have not, but like, have you seen Kung Fu Panda? 
Um, I have not, believe it or not. Um, what? This actually just came up because we, of course, my, we're looking for anything to watch still. And that is on a very short list of things I to watch. I love Kung Fu Panda. Okay, that's good to know. Great I'm Jack in. Black performance. It's excellent. There's multiple and they're all good. Well, the other thing with this Mario movie, it's made like $700 million in two weeks. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like one of the most profitable animated films, maybe the most profitable animated films of all time. They're going to make like more of these, like probably quickly. I mean, they may just start a whole cinematic Nintendo universe, which again, nerd here, like wonderful news. So okay. my official Mario review, no, I don't give it stars. Just fun. It knew exactly. Give me out of like 10. To, um, oh, on a kid level, a solid 7.7 out of 10. Okay. And it knew exactly what it wanted to be. Top Gun, which I love. Uh-huh. New Top Gun, knew exactly what it wanted to be. This one hit. Um, this one hit all the notes. So I wanted to get that review out there um, in case you're you know, lining up to see it. Yeah, I know there's a big debate about the Barbie movie and what's the one with Killing Murphy in it? Oh, um... It's like Oppenheimer. Oh. oh yeah, about the nuclear bomb. Yes. yes. So which actually looks awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm really actually excited to see the Barbie movie to surprise no one, but I also love Killing Murphy. I will say off-season page just now finished Peaky Blinders and I'm devastated that it's over. Oh. I'm so sad that it's over. It was so good. It was oh. so good. I had like I was maybe two and a half seasons behind the like normal um there's my do you hear that jingle? What is that like? A it's in my dryer. Towels are dry, everybody. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, that's a new one. I've never. I mean, we, we haven't recorded, had that happen on the like, show yet. Like, goddamn, many of these <laughs> that, and not a dog barking or sleeves getting crunched. Like right, my sleeves really. I'm getting gotten loose with it the last like few minutes, but I'm. Um, no, you. you I haven't blinders, even noticed it. Peaky Blinders. Um, was amazing i was about like i said two and a half seasons behind when it was already over um and uh i started right at the end uh, after college basketball was over i started and just binged um and am really really crushed that it is is over but it's really exceptional a a show that gets better each season yes like and succession might be on that list i don't know if you're succession ing i am not Um, but i'm going to start Oh, I have thoughts. I will not give those thoughts now because, of course, there's been, like, major shit going down. Um, Barry has been that way, too. I don't know if you're watching. But HBO, for the next, I don't know, month and a half while Succession is on, is just loaded. Barry is a great show, too. I'm not um, watched, but... Oh, so good. Um, um, in terms of random shit, tie a bow on random stuff this yeah. week. Yes. Um, The Oakland Days. Oh boy. Let's just take a moment. Um, their owner made $64 million, I believe it was, off of them this year or last year. Uh, the away team broadcasters cannot broadcast from the away booth because there is a possum living in there. And it's the rally possum. Um, but at what point is this like absolute neglect? And at what point does the league step in? Because that to me is like you made $64 million off of this team. 
between revenue sharing and all of that and did nothing to improve the team. And of course, we all know that the reason they're doing this is so they can move to Las Vegas. But it's just completely unfair. Like, it is unfair to those players. It's unfair to the people that work for the team to let it get this bad where it's, like, embarrassing that stories like this are coming out. And, like, what I I, I genuinely was thinking about it. Like, I know there are a lot of owners that have legal problems and things that are absolutely terrible about them. But in terms of, like, strictly being an owner and running a team into a ground into the ground there's nobody that's doing it as well as the open A's owner i uh they played the mets i'm not going to bring up the results the bajillion point runs that were scored well but but that game i will bring up this like that game was fucking crazy they walked 17 batters like 17 mets and it's not even the shit on the A's. the the thing about the broadcast like you see the environment like at this point, like as a fan, do you just want it done? Like, are you just are you like? Oh, what do I want would them to your... leave? Yes, because yeah. I don't want the players to have to suffer, and I don't want the people who work for the team to have to suffer anymore. That's not fair to them. That there is no money being invested, and also like the reason the performance on the field is not great is because we're not investing in those players either. Did you we see had some the of the greatest lineup? young talent, and we just yeah. let them all go? Like, and I... it's that's the part to me that's like you are literally checking every box, but there is. Um, a thing being organized where it's like a reverse boycott where it's like I saw this the oh, random yeah, cool. Tuesday night game against the Rays which by the way it was it was meant to be like we're showing up for a team that's not the Giants the Yankees or the Red Sox and they picked the Rays which happened to be very good Um, <laughs> but it's a random Tuesday night and it's like pack the stadium to show like the fan base is here it's not the fans that are not showing up and it's not this narrative that's being put out that they aren't fans that are willing to come to games but I think at some point you get pissed off that, you know, concessions have gone up and ticket prices have gone up, but nothing has changed. On the field performance, I, uh, the environment, it's just, it's disgusting. And it's actually really, really irritating as a fan and also someone who's seen, like, owners just invest so much into this. And also one of the owners of the, the Warriors wants to buy the A's, has wanted to buy the A's for years. And it's just unfair that they're making this profit off of a team and just running it into the, the ground and trying to move to Vegas. I think this went kind of viral, which was the lineup that um, they, they've had. And it wasn't like the last 10 years. It was like the last two years or then, three years of that they, they could have put out there. Yep. And it was crazy. Like Chapman and Murphy and Marte and Olsen. And like, I mean, I forget who it was. Mm -hmm. I, but like, I'm looking down. Mark, like Mets, there's a bunch of guys in the starting lineup that are Mets that are good, like valuable pieces. And it's like, um, it is sad. I, I agree. It's, it's, it's reached a point of like neglect mm -hmm. where the, the joke, the joke or the rumor has been like, oh, they're going to move to Vegas. But like, it just, it just needs to, and, and I think like Vegas, like having spent, like, it feels like my last three months of life there. <laughs> Oh my God! They would embrace. They've embraced their yeah. sports teams. They have a minor league team there that does very well. Uh -huh. um, the someone team. will embrace this. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, I've been dying to go to a game out there, even though I bet you it's like thousand fucking degrees. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it would be great for the organization. It bothers me that it would benefit the owners and the team who did nothing to contribute and fix the situation here in Oakland because it's not fair to the fans here and it's not fair 
to the people, like I said, that work for the team and the players who have played for this organization. It is not I, fair. I agree. Um, on that very happy note, um, I don't have any other random shit. I will say that <clears throat> I am in maximum child spring sports schedule right now. Like, I have to go... I don't even know where I have to go. A soccer game yeah, or a, you, a softball game. You forgot My, to mention your uh, Instagram picture was of your your child's, your children all and three other of them. Their yeah, sporting they're all, attire. Sa- our Saturdays are a fucking clown show now from like 8 a.m. till 2 p.m. Like it is, it is sports. So it feels like I'm working college football Saturdays again. Um, but I do love it because they love it. Um, it would be nice though if it, We've had some weird weather here. It was 82 degrees on Saturday, and then it was 41 on Sunday. So I'd prefer more of the 82 and not the 41. Yeah, um, fair. Also, also my last last thing, because I won't shut the hell up, first mow of the year is this week, okay? First mow um, of the year. First mow of the year. We've planted Malorganite. We've got the seed down. We're starting to green up nicely. Striper is ready. Um, It's... I will share. Of course I'll share. I'm like an <laughs> asshole about that. Um, but I'm very excited. This is my time. It is. Like, this is you, This is my time. You did tell the people that you would share your new favorite type of beer in terms of like when you're consuming this beer. All right. I want to save the top five till next week because okay. I actually spent a lot of time in a top five and I want to make sure I don't screw it up. I had had some beers when I made the top five. So you don't know where you put the list. <laughs> I don't want to know where I put the list. Um I thought it was like literally saved it, but nope, can't find it, which is a true how you do a beer list. I have yes. come to the conclusion that deck slash patio beers are the number one beer. Interesting. Like we had nice weather for the first time, okay. and I'm, I get my kids to sleep on a Thursday night. It is 70 degrees outside. I have a cigar, and I have peace and quiet, maybe a little music, and that beer just hits differently like i've got some other beers in other non-home from in terms of the best home beer though page i've committed there's nothing like a deck slash patio beer like period okay like it's over i disagree i have okay i i i mean we're doing top five next week but ballpark beer is my favorite i think there's nothing that beats a ballpark beer day game that's like your only beer beer. it's true that's like that and there's one other one i like that there's one other one We'll say you can say that. I, I, I ballpark beer is, it's a great beer. I struggled where to have put that on my list because it's. Um, it has to be day game ballpark beer. Not an A's game. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going. I'm going to the night game that's on a Tuesday. I'm that's the only A's game I'm going. Are to you doing that? Are you yes. going to do that? By the way, mm-hmm. you are. Oh, of course. I love A's games. Fun. Don't get me wrong. I I love going to A's games. It's just like, yeah, they're just. I am the team. also the preview fuck? for the summer. I am also going to Fenway for the first time this summer. I have never been. That is on a very short list of places I'd love to go. Yes. Um. So, all right. So beers next week, draft bets, and just the general, whatever the hell we want to talk about with the draft. That's what I love about this pod. We do as much draft as we feel necessary. We do what and we want here. We do what we want. Um. And then we'll go from there. So, uh, oh, and by the way, my beer today, I did want to say this. I don't know if I've ever done Tecate you have. on the pot. It is delightful. This needs to be in the rotation more. You know I'm the heavy craft beer? Dude, a quick draw you have. Uh, 
It is good. It is smooth. It is excellent. So I probably did it like two weeks ago, where my memory is going. Um, so Takate, thumbs up again. All right. For Paige, I am Adam. We will talk to you guys next week. And my crunchy sleeves. Thank you.